0: in 2017 i bought my own camera my first personal one and that was a dslr and that was a canon rebel t5i with kit lenses and yeah so i mean it was it was just a crop sensor camera and everything but that's where i started on my own
1: guys welcome to the eighth in time podcast this is your host grant Burnett, and uh, i've got austin with us here uh how you doing today austin
2: oh i can't complain i picked up uh, a nice little prize earlier i see that uh, up over uh, the shoulder uh, there. high and tight from uh 2019 season That's so right, man me and grant went and picked him up at uh before 30 today and uh did some filming came back and now we're ready to rock and roll here so excited to be back on
1: that's right, man. So this this calling in stuff is a lot of fun. It's 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 allowed us to add another leg of creativity to what we're doing. And uh, if oh, you're yeah. watch if you're watching the video, you're like, hey, why are just two of these faces talking? Um, if you're listening, you'll now know that we have a guest, uh, Mr. Dylan. All right, Dylan, pronounce your last name for us. It's Choke. I, I would have got it right. I'd have got it so right. Was my first question, <laughs> actually. <laughs> um, Mr. Dylan Shope is here with us today, and um, he is a local guy that has an outdoor media, uh, outdoor media company, Outdoor Media Group. Um, from my knowledge, it's you and your wife. It looks like. Is that your dad that does a lot of hunting with you as well? Is that your yes, dad? Yes, they're Okay
0: actually it's, it would be my
1: wife's dad so okay. my father-in-law it's alright we, we, we call him dad around here they're dad on both sides <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dylan's he's here local you guys are out of Dixon County yes sir awesome and uh we've met up at nwtf a few years we have mutual contacts with redneck tech podcast caleb copeland i know you've been following along uh, that's an incredible resource to have and and those types of things but with you being local and some of the stuff that we've kind of communicated here back and forth tried to get together um just hasn't always worked out in terms of a hunt but hey that, that's the nature of it everybody's still having their success in the woods you guys have, are off to a good turkey season and really um just wanted to Start talking to you about you, a little bit about your background and history, and and just introduce yourself to Eighth and Time followers, man. Tell us a little bit about who you are.
0: Yeah, man. It's a true honor to actually be on the show finally. I know, like you said, we've never been able to get stuck together and all that, but that's just the way the life goes sometimes, but man, it's it's just me and my wife that we usually try to put all the content together that we can. And it kind of, like you said, we're just a local group. Me and her got married in 2017. And that's really the way that mine and her relationship kind of started. Is she took an interest in seeing that all the stuff that I do in the outdoors and stuff and all that. And like I said, I started doing stuff with uh, the guys at my seal pro staff and that's, Kind of where i cut my teeth and everything with doing the outdoor media stuff it led from mossy oak pro staff into working for an outdoor show called uh, bloodline with alex rutledge and I, that's where i got my start doing all of it and i i learned a little bit about working around doing tv shows and stuff like that but once i really started diving into it i kind of found out that that wasn't the way that i wanted to go to the route of what I was trying to achieve and what I was wanting to achieve was the outdoor content creation and stuff like that, not being tied down to these one companies with these one shows and stuff.
1: That's a, I mean, that's a great way for a lot of folks to get started and get introduced into the industry is through those pro staff programs. You get to meet, and greet, you know, uh, shake babies and kiss hands. I know I said that backwards. Um you get to shake hands <laughs> and kiss babies and kind of meet people. And for me, that's how I got started. That's um you know, and to be honest, that's when Austin and I was kind of hunting relationships started in terms of he and I. Yeah. I was meeting up with different companies and was kind of doing shows and this running around doing all all different kinds of way too much free work is what I was doing. And it but it did, it kinda of gave me an idea what the background of the industry looked like and be honest it kind of ignited hey i want to do something like that but i want to do it for myself um, so that's yes sir really cool to hear those
2: relationships first sometimes though. that's
1: right that's right yep <laughs> so it's it, I, I hear that's kind of a common theme common thread um you know field staffs pro staffs things like that that kind of help you learn cut your teeth but really you, you find out hey i can i can do a whole lot more for myself <laughs> yep, um that's it So that's always nice, nice. So you mentioned your wife. Um, Tell me what you guys do together. Tell me a little bit more about the dynamic of your company and and introduce your company. I I said the name earlier, but go ahead and reintroduce the company. Tell us about the name, where it came from, and kind of that inspiration behind that with you and your wife
0: yeah man uh the company's actually called southern roots creative it kind of started out of southern roots media but it kind of led into we found out that there was another brand out there that was using that so we kind of had to get a little bit more and change it up a little bit but yeah. yeah mainly it's been me taking pictures with my wife and stuff and her dad and sometimes my dad and all that and i own the side to outdoor stuff doesn't always pay the bills and stuff like that so we kind of got into doing the wedding photographies and stuff like that doing product photographies for people and stuff like that we've done automotive stuff but the real money turns into where it's the wedding photography and man, like i said we just wanted to kind of exemplify that which our main goal is to put god first in everything that we do and then just to show that through our work and stuff and that Our roots are deep deep embedded in the South, even though she's from Michigan. (laughs) I don't ever hold that against her. I
1: would Uh, have never known that. I I don't think I've ever – I I think the most I've heard her out of her mouth was, hey, how are y'all doing, or something like that at NWTF. But um, I would have never guessed that. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah. So for her to come down here and us to have the same interests and stuff, it was it was really mind boggling. It kind of just came full circle through me and her going through school and stuff with each other. But yeah, like I said, for the most part, I just take pictures of her and stuff, and then growing and networking with these brands and networking with you guys, networking with Caleb Copeland and Ryer Porter and all them Redneck Tech podcast has been it's been huge, man. I've got to meet a lot of people, and so was her, so is she, and that's just the main part of what we do i mean that's once you get out there and start doing that you just learn how you can grow and how great the stuff can be
1: so when did you guys meet and where was she involved in hunting when you guys met or did you introduce her to that
0: she's always been in the hunting stuff me and her met back in school but she moved to another county and went to finish school and stuff there and then when i was starting to do all the stuff with my silk pro staff and stuff I, <laughs> it's kind of funny how our relationship started i seen that she had moved into lyle's which was close to me and i just reached out through social media and we just went from there she's always hunted with her dad and stuff, and she's grown to where she loves hunting with me more than anything
1: that's awesome
2: you dropped into her dms didn't you, <laughs> <laughs> you
1: <got> that, right? <laughs> so tell me when you started hunting um, i know for you know for a lot of us guys from the south it's always hard to explain but it's it's sometimes you started hunting before you even knew you know you, you were dragged on a hunt or something like that but i'd love to hear kind of about your hunting background and when you got started
0: For sure, man. I, to be honest, like you said, I got started probably well in when I was just barely wearing diapers, but I can remember like the first memory that I had was probably five years old going out and sitting in a... Big old wheat field with my dad shooting a bunch of does back then with a high-powered rifle off of a hay bale. So, I mean, it, it's been a long time coming since I've started doing this stuff, and I think I shot my first actual deer. I think when I was seven years old with a single shot .30-30 with my my dad's dad, which would be my grandfather.
1: That is so and, cool, man. And that's what what's so neat about that story is it's obviously unique because it's yours. But I love that. You could put that story in like a news magazine and say, "Hey, respond to me if you have a similar story." And you'd get, you'd get nine to ten thousand responses probably. Of man, I, that, that's about what I did. That's about how I started hunting.
0: <laughs> yep, and that's always been my goal when I got into doing this stuff is to inspire people and to be somebody that just the regular person can aspire to be. I mean, I'm not anybody special. It's kind of like Caleb said one time. I'm just a redneck with a camera. <laughs> that's right. <laughs>
1: That's a perfect segue. So, what the next part was obviously you have, you know, a, a goal, a, a, a tenacity, a drive. It's palpable in what you're doing and kind of what you're talking about. Every time we're kind of getting on a sentence or on a topic, you film and photography ends up in the sentence. So, tell yes, me, sir. what when did you kind of get the film photography bug, and and with that lead into when did you say was it always based around outdoor stuff? You know, was it always based around that? Or you mentioned the wedding stuff earlier, but. What I mean by that question is, did your love for the outdoors lead you to say, hey, I want to take this home with me, or is it something else?
0: Yeah, man. Like I said, when I was doing the stuff with the other companies and the Masio Pro staff, that's when I really decided that I wanted – I didn't own a camera personally at that time. I was always using a buddy's camera to video record and stuff like that. Now, the photography and stuff, I developed on my own. We kind of messed around with it, but the group that I was with never really – put that stuff out there and i mean you might see the videos that we shot here and there but it was never out there for anybody to really see but in 2017 i bought my own camera my first personal one and that was a dslr and that was a canon rebel t5i with kit lenses and yeah so i mean it was it was just a crop sensor camera and everything but that's where i started on my own and like i said i just always have a passion for the outdoors and stuff and i wanted to always be able to tell these stories to the people that might not know what us as hunters get to see every time that we go out so i started doing that putting that stuff out there and i wasn't reaching a lot of people and stuff so it just developed from that and we started reaching out to these bigger companies where it seems like a lot of people are not willing to do that and i guess a lot of people are scared to do that and don't know how to do that and when we started reaching out to them that's when we were labeled as content creators our first big gig was for haybo outdoors and we're still with them to this day and i think the first big paid gig that i did was for it's uh a recurve company called Compton traditional bow hunters. Me and my wife went up to Michigan when she just found out that she was pregnant. We went up there and did photography work for them. And that was my first big paid gig.
1: So tell me a little bit about the relationship that you have with Hey Bo or this, and just, you don't have to necessarily go into the details, but just tell us about what is it that you do for them? And is it, are you kind of, and then you don't tell me have to tell us, I don't want to know the amount of compensation. That's nobody's business, but like some people are paid, just a lump sum, and this is what's expected, or it's per project, per thing? How, how have you guys been able to – what, what do you, have you seen work best for you all?
0: To be honest, what we've done, we've we've not really been paid by anybody. Okay. It's been – we've been labeled as just content creators for them, and most of the time they just give us product to do photography work, and we give them all the credit for that. Gotcha. They use our work for anything that they need it for.
1: Gotcha. And is it so has it it been the same for Haybo and then with that company that you were talking about in Michigan, the archery company?
0: Now, the archery company, that was actually a paid gig. That was just – they had a big rendezvous up there that a bunch of these big companies come together for that shoot, and we were just paid to shoot all of them at one time. Now, Haybo Outdoors has been a consistent thing that we get product each year in and out. And just here recently, they reached out to us – to become their in-house photographers.
1: Wow, so we, man!
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah. that's so awesome. We, yeah, so we basically do most of their work for them. At the same time, they still have brand ambassadors and stuff to send in their work right. to still be used.
1: Gotcha. That's free, that's that's freaking awesome, man! Congratulations on that on that opportunity. That's incredible for you guys. That's a huge that's a huge leap to go from. Um, which product is great, but it's a huge leap to go from. Hey, here's product every year or two. We want to make you our in-house photographer that yes, is sir. that is incredible man is that going to yes, include sir. is that going to include any videography work or is it strictly photography there
0: actually it could lead into both okay D- depending on when we get out of this coronavirus stuff that right. that's how nobody knows how that's going to go
2: <laughs> so how do you handle a big project like that where you have multiple big companies coming in together are you the only person on site or do you have a team like how are you managing everything
0: Honestly, me and my wife will just sit down and come up with a game plan, and that's where she comes into play. She'll come up with ideas for shots and stuff that I never even think about. I mean, she's more creative than me. She
2: helps me on a lot of that. You guys are pretty much probably running around like chickens with their heads cut off, just getting every angle possible, huh? Yes, sir we are and (laughs) it it
0: can be a word especially when it's just me out there and stuff i mean i'm trying to run two or three angles on stuff and it turns into a hassle especially when you carry all that out there by yourself you still say turkey hunting you still got decoys and stuff like that that you carry in or (laughs) say you're taking we do when we do our deer hunting stuff we're hunting out of climbers and stuff so i'm still packing in a climber plus yeah plus camera gear
1: no sir no sir (laughs) no sir no i mean Ooh. i've I've done it i've done it but not uh, i i've tried to steer away from that being the the go-to for what you just stated that is a podcast in and all of itself holy moly yeah. <laughs> i don't even want to try that Woo. yeah
0: it, it's definitely words and then on top of that if you have to take it out plus drag a deer out
1: mm. yeah that's when you call a buddy with with the <laughs> with the go daddy or whatever i don't know man <laughs> somebody with a golf cart come get this yep. dude
2: somebody with a winch. Something, yeah, for sure. Just pull me up
1: there, please. Oh, Lee. Well, that, you know, that that was um that kind of does lead into a couple of things. One, I was one thing I wanted to ask you about was where you pulled inspiration from. Obviously having having your wife there or just having somebody that that you work with to get additional ideas and creative shots is awesome. Is that really is that is that kind of how you guys work together is she kind of helps on the creative side and then you are you kind of do the legwork kind of explain just y'all's team dynamic
0: yeah man i mean we both drive each other to do the best that we can and we we for anything that we do say it's wedding photography product photography or just like here recently we've done just some portraits for some family members i mean we're always pulling ideas from different places there's things that she follows that i have no clue about and she'll be like you can do these shots that are, i think will turn out really good and for the most part i do the camera work and she helps sit in the stage and everything i i that's where i've done a lot of my learning is through youtube and stuff i learn how to run and operate a camera that's to me that's the best hands-on school that you can do is watching these videos and going out in the field and doing that and learning the post process of editing these pictures and lightroom and photoshop that's It's unreal what YouTube information can give you.
1: Adobe in a minute. It's one of my favorite Mm -hmm. YouTube channels.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. And all the people that are on social media in the outdoor industry, man, there's so many creative people out there in the world, just like we have the common one, Caleb Copeland. I mean, if you watch what him and Ryer Porter put together on these videos, it'll blow a person's mind once they start to see what goes on behind the scenes of all of this.
1: It's insane. they they put a post up today they re, they reposted something in their story. And it's so true. It was talking about uh, people see a forty five second video and they're like, oh well, it's just a forty five second video. and then it goes through all the things. that forty five second video is cut out of about two hundred clips of about probably two to three days of hunting, hundreds of hours of this, driving miles, blah, blah, blah blah. And then that doesn't even include the post the post. Literally, like I said, you had a forty five second clip. 100 to 200 clips, maybe. I'm just saying that you would, that you, that you go through, you watch those clips almost to their entirety, trying to find exactly what you want, and then cutting, 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 cutting. And then when you think you've cut it enough, you cut it again.
2: You're reliving the, reliving the hunt multiple times. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You
1: relieve, you relive it enough that sometimes you don't ever want to go hunting again. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yep, and you know that when I started getting into the outdoor industry there was people that actually just said what you said that it becomes a job mm-hmm. and to me I you have to if you're really passionate about it you have to look through that and if you have enough passion you're still going to keep doing it
1: absolutely absolutely so th- that kind of leads into you know the next thing is you were talking you, where you guys draw inspiration from you talked about Caleb and this and the other tell me about the passion that keeps you going, the passion that keeps you and, and your wife stuck in I don't want I should stuck's the wrong word, but moving forward with your own business, especially during times like this. Obviously this is not your full time job. None of this is this is not me and Austin's full time job. But what we do is not easy. Uh, one, just timing just time wise is never easy. Your time away from family, even if you hunt and fish and do all this with your family. Y'all are still taking, making sacrifices. Obviously, you're not taking your new baby with you. You know, those things. So there are sacrifices that you make. What 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 is your passion? What is your drive? Um, for example, for me, it's just this is what I was raised doing. It's what I love to do, and it's a tradition that I want to make sure that is passed on. That's what keeps – that's that's my motivation.
0: Yeah, that's my thing. Just like you said, with us having a son now, to me, this is – I had a full chance when I was in school to go and – go to a college and be a wildlife biologist to me i felt that wasn't what i was led and born to do i felt like it was just going to be a waste of time for me to go and i wasn't going to be happy with the end result and what i was doing and now that i've got a son it's just i want to be able to be somebody that he looks up to and aspires to be and that if he's got a dream that he's going to pursue it with all of his heart and not give up on it just the same as i have and as long as he's got God a person in his life and everything that's all that I, I want him to do and i just hope that i can do that for him and i stay creative and i show him how passionate we are about God and how passionate we are about what our hobbies are
1: i love i love that you always bring things back to back to God and back to the Lord i think it's really important and also Thing. It's obvious that's been a huge thing in what you guys have done. I just want you guys to yes. know that. I know that yep. that's when a when it's a goal of yours. It's always nice to hear that it's palpable and that people can see it. So I do want you to know that it's palpable and people can see it. Um, it's very evident in the things that you do, the way that you present yourself, the way that your com- company comes across. Um, so I don't think there'll be any questions about um, your son, your son's that de- your son's father's intentions with his business. I don't think there'll ever be any questions about that. So that's that's always yes, good sir. to know.
0: Yeah, and like I said, we just hope that we can be people that it, he, if he's got a dream in his heart, that as long as he gives it his all, he can achieve it, no matter what the circumstances in life are.
1: That's right. I think you. I think you're on a path to that. With that, what are your, you know, what are some of the goals that you guys have? It doesn't necessarily have to be strictly with Southern Roots. Um, just with, you know. We've talked a little about obviously how you want to raise your son and those types of things, but what what direction do you want to see your company going or the outdoor industry? All the do you what are your some of your goals that you want to see come to fruition?
0: Yeah, I mean we're we're kind of on the right path. We just really got our own page and running up on the internet, and everything. So that that's a big step for us and stuff. And that's like just getting out and evangelizing in the outdoor shows and stuff that we do just how we met you guys and stuff that's that's a really big step and then another big step is that we want to be able to get to like ata and shot show and stuff like that we've never been to those we've always said that that's a big goal is for us to be able to attend those and here after nwtf we had a couple of people that reached out to us and they w- were saying something about putting a show together for the badlands film festival yeah that was huge for us. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I, yeah, to take a shot at something like that is unreal. And we feel unworthy to be able to put that kind of content out right now. But that would be a major stepping stone for us.
1: Absolutely, man. See, I wouldn't feel unworthy. I mean, I think you're there. I mean, that's yeah. the next you thing. You have to that goal, you. just go for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worthy at all. And that was just, you know that's just being ran on that one. Yeah, so <laughs> just the the nature of our business and and to be honest the where we were um uh, you know a little a little shy or a little more than a year ago with our dynamic and the the people that were in our company and people that are no longer in our company um you know there are times where you feel like or you may be being told well this isn't good enough or this isn't where we should be or this is where we should be And finally, you just—it's just like hunting. You got to pull the trigger on something. I mean, we've been sitting out here for seven hours, freezing our butt off. It's somebody's got to pull the trigger on something. No, yeah, uh, a story, something. (laughs) Um, and, And what I mean that is, I was so happy to see you guys start turning out your turkey footage because I know you guys have been working hard on that, and yeah. Yes, you, you. I'm not saying this in a negative way, but I promise you, you will look back. I look back at videos I put at the beginning of the spring. You will look back and you'll be like, ah, I could have done that. I could have done that. I could have done that. But what's nice is that you have that to go back and look at. If you never put it out, if you just keep sitting on it, um, you're never going to learn. You're never going to be able to grow. And in our industry or whatever it is that we want to call this, the stuff that we do together, outdoor media, we've got to feed You've got to feed the audience because if you don't, they will go and find it somewhere else. Um, They will find they will find something else to watch, find something else to listen to. Um, I know that I do. If if a account goes, everybody wants something now. Yep. If your account goes, if your account goes stagnant, um, you will you will lose that 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 audience. So very happy to see you guys put out your videos, and I think you've done an excellent job, and I mean that. I think you've done great um Thank you. with what you've put out this year and uh i'm excited to, to see how the next couple of weeks treat you guys turkey hunting you guys got some more hunts lined up
0: we do man but the turkeys around here have gotten hard to hunt i mean opening weekend it was unreal same with you guys you guys have been just putting a dent in the population it's been unreal to keep up with your stories yeah that's all grant Justin. <laughs> <laughs> But, man, uh, that's like my wife over the weekend. We had eight long beards working to our first mm. set in the morning. But there was at least 30 to 40 other gobblers around us. And ever since then, it's never been the same. Mm. I mean, you might hear two or three birds on roost, and as soon as they hit the ground, they're lockjawed. You won't mm. hear nothing for hours. So we're having a hard time hunting them down right now.
1: You what? What do you account that to? I love to. I'd love to t- start talking just hunting for a few minutes. Do you, are you guys hunting pastures that are grown up now, or maybe? For well, the most,
0: for the most part, the farms that we have they're all standing timber, Ooh, and they just in, butt up the yeah, and they're just farms that, you know, it's just farms that butt up the big pastures. It's like the first video that we put out every one of our long beards come through those fields and they eat. This is unreal. Each one of them come through two sets of fence mm. A, and yeah, you, normally you don't get long beards to do that.
1: No, sir. One, yeah. let alone two.
0: Yeah. And the other thing is the first two birds we had worked into our set. I was far enough back over the hill from my wife that all I could see was the top of the Jake decoys head and the two biggest birds I couldn't see, and she said they were at thirty yards. And I told her, I said, "Don't shoot unless I say
2: shoot."
1: Well, oh, she didn't man. shoot, and they
2: got away from us.
1: I know how that <laughs> feels, man. I know exactly how that feels. I've been right her well, shoes. Me on and both Grant sides. Had the
2: opposite experience, where <sighs> he doesn't say shoot, and I shoot.
1: Oh, it happens, man. It happens. Oh, yeah, man. needless
0: to say, yeah, that's frustrating, wanted, man. Yeah, needless to say, she wanted to wring my neck after that. <laughs> but no sooner that they left, we had six long longbeards at one time come in Mm. and this yet again it's my fault again I I told her to shoot and I thought it was at 30 to 35 yards well come to find out it was a little bit further than that for her so she missed
1: Mm. Mm.
0: and ever since then we've not had a morning like that
1: that,
2: did you ever figure out that distance like how far like you missed it or she missed it
0: it was like 45 yards
2: Oh, so about 15 years,
0: Austin. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, Dang. Yep. And like I said, for me, it only seemed like 30 to 35, but she was a further away from them at, than I was. So. Right. Yeah, that was my fault.
1: Hey, man, it sounds like turkey hunting to me what it sounds like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told her. I said, if you knew the fair amount of goblins that I've missed in my lifetime so far, it, it's nothing. That's only her second one that she shot at.
1: Oh, well, she's doing all right, Tim. She's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah, Austin. So I don't know if you knew this, Dylan. You're on you're on podcast with a leg- oh you're on podcast with a legend.
2: He's, <laughs> I'm a legend now. Yeah,
1: th- oh, this is that's all threepeat. So three years in a row, he has laid the hammer on a long beard on opening day. Three years in a row.
2: Opening Good. day. Great. Yep. Yeah. yeah i've only killed that. three turkeys though i think i think my first is where i'm allowed to kill opening day but after that it's like that just doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> but i'm okay with being the legend of opening day just keep going oh, sure oh man yeah so yep yeah,
1: that's all that's, yeah, that's, that's the first Pete.
2: one actually right there that's the that's the first one
1: old, old three teeth. yeah there he is yeah. <laughs> let
2: me get some light in here
1: yeah get you some sure, light here there we go. uh
2: here we go some natural light <laughs>
1: Yeah, man, those freaking uh, wooded wooded turkeys are weird. Uh, timber turkeys are so weird. They can land, you know, and work and just hammer the whole way in, and then they'll also be the, the exact same bird will fly down and lockjaw, and you'll stand up to look where he's at, and he's twenty yards behind you, just wondering where you was at. Hey, they are yep. the craziest birds to hunt. And yeah, if you're competing, you know, if you're like say you can't hunt the neighbor and the neighbor's all fields, all it takes is for a hen to get in that field and you're done.
0: <laughs> yep. You're done. Now, that's like the hunt me and her father, or, or yeah, me I mean, her dad had out here in Lyle's. It was unreal. Opening, or that morning that we went, we had probably eight long beards, and we had two that worked in, and they seen something that they didn't like, and they just went the opposite way. So, we went and set up in a field that's in the middle of the timber, and it's got a barn in it, and, man, we had two that struck up in the opposite direction of the rest of the birds, and he had laid a door actually we were on the outside to begin with and it started to look like it was going to rain. So we didn't want camera equipment and stuff like that to get wet. So we moved into the barn and he had laid a door down and good thing that he did. These two long birds that we had worked in to no less than five yards and they were right on top of us. Mm. They were so close that he couldn't shoot them for the door when they were directly in front of me. And it was unreal. And they were the, best working birds we've
1: had all year oh man so i haven't shared this story but i will since justin ain't here um we had the best working bird same kind of deal kind of a timber somewhat of a timber bird he comes around a tree i mean it's about to be epic footage i'm literally talking he's 150 yards out on a straight line like, it's about... And he's strutting at 150 yards. Y'all can imagine. I'm, and I'm drooling as a cameraman. I'm drooling. At 150 yards, he's just like... T-gum. He comes around a tree, and Justin decides that at 150 yards, he needs to adjust his gun. At 150 yards. That bird uh. that bird sees him at 150 yards. I mean, Justin probably went... Yeah. And he went out of strut and cut across and got in the woods. And we tried for probably another 45 minutes moving up with a fan and doing all different kinds of stuff. Same kind of deal. Trying to film him was potentially going to rain, trying to stay behind that that fan. And then there's a little bit of a draw or a hillside between me and him, just a little bit of a hump. Justin can see him. Of course, Justin's freaking lurch, walk around in the woods. Oh, Frank Frankenstein. He can see everything. Seven feet tall, seven feet tall. <laughs> um, so he can see everything. He's like, can you see him? And I literally have on our tripod, you know, you've got the the legs, and then you have that centerpiece. I don't know what you call it. Sorry, but the center piece that you can raise the raise it up. I have it fully extended, and I still can't see the same bird that Justin can see. But so couldn't kill him. It happens, man. It happens.
2: Yeah.
1: I'll, Strutting in the well, woods. Two at 20 feet yards. difference
2: between you two, so <laughs> yeah, that's probably what.
1: Happens. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Old Frankenstein walking through the woods. Oh, <laughs> old Granddaddy long leg.
2: Hey, turkey, <laughs> see him first, so.
1: The funniest thing with him, too, we call him Dylan, we call him Lieutenant Dan cause when you're <laughs> turkey hunt when you're turkey hunting with Justin, it's always sit, get down and shut up the whole time you're turkey hunting. Get down, <laughs> shut up. There's no
2: filming happening just, he does not recognize that at all. <laughs>
1: So you told us a little bit about what you've got going on. That's why I was asking about the hunts that you've got coming up. Any big projects? You mentioned the stuff you guys have got going on with Haybo. That's freaking awesome. Um, is, is there some? Is there a plan in place, like in terms of when you guys are going to start that, where people can start looking for it?
0: Uh, we've actually already started putting our stuff out
1: for okay. Haybo. They okay.
0: They're they're, dire- they're directly posting it to like their pages on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that.
1: Awesome, man. And,
0: yeah, and we've slowly started picking up other companies to start doing content creation for. We've started doing stuff with uh there's actually a company that's local here in Dixon. It's uh Hunt Vault. We
1: I see your hat. Doing, I've heard of Hunt Vault. Tell me a little bit more about yep. who they are.
0: They're actually owned by some guys here in Dixon and Craig Morgan is one of the owners with them and they're basically their thing is that they're veteran owned and American owned and stuff like that. So they they sent out a monthly subscription of boxes that have multiple things and products in them it could go from scopes to trail cameras to knives mm-hmm. to they release stuff with otter boxes and stuff like that so that's a big product photography thing that we've picked up and then here recently we've picked up lacrosse boots we started to do stuff with them and then back truck bed covers we've been with them since basically we were doing stuff with Haybo. but it's that's a Kenneke product to try to put stuff out for you kind of just have to have the right situation to put product right. photography out for a truck bed cover. Absolutely. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. That can be difficult. Lacrosse boots, man. I can't, I love my old greenies. I wear them every day. You can ask Austin. That's my favorite. <laughs> I can't
2: yep. wait to throw those out. <laughs> they stink.
1: No exaggeration. <laughs> I've had them since about the eighth grade. So they're my favorite. Um, yep. Are you working any any other projects that we can that we could be looking for or that people can be looking for besides those?
0: Uh, man, we're just we're really out there just having fun and with it. We've not really sat down to have any big projects. Uh, like I said, a lot of we had a couple lined up after NWTF, and man, with this coronavirus and stuff, it's kind of really put a halt on all that, right? nobody it's really kind of hard to get out and do anything with anybody so we just have to see what the world's going to turn into after all this is said and done to really be able to say what we're going to do right i mean we've got the same goals and ambitions of pushing forward with what we're doing but being able to get out and do stuff with clients is kind of hard right now
1: that's very understandable and i can definitely see how that could be a problem the the positives with like what's coming out of this podcast with you is It'll. It's a point to pivot. So hopefully company, companies are taking advantage of this this opportunity to pivot and do new things. And you know whether that be saying, hey, we'll send you what we need fo- photos of rather than us you guys having to travel and get on a plane or drive and stay in a hotel or whatever. We'll get it to nope. you. Or I know like for you know one thing that Caleb's always done with Rambo bikes that I've always thought is so neat is they send him the talent and they send the bike with the talent to him. Uh, I'm not to that level yet, but that's something that, that <laughs> hopefully other companies, you know, start thinking about and said, hey, you know, hey, we'll send you the product and the talent. You just show up with your gear and, and get the work done. So hopefully yeah. that hopefully and that's it, maybe something that, that happens.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of like, hey, kind of throw that idea out there a little bit. But like I said, it's kind of just hard to do that right now.
1: Right. Right. So tell uh, tell everybody this is I'm not saying this is the end but, but I don't want to forget this part so tell everybody where they can where they can follow you what hashtags to follow um, and, and where they can make sure to keep up with you guys.
0: All right well, our actual website that you can find is actually the Southern roots creative and then, I have a Facebook, which is Southern Roots Creative, and just my personal page, which is Dylan Shote. And then you've got my wife, her Facebook page is Bailey Shote. And then on Instagram and stuff, we have Southern Roots, or it's Southern underscore Roots underscore creative. And then our personal pages would be Bailey underscore Shote. And then my personal page is Dylan underscore Southern Roots underscore created.
1: that's right i i can keep up with that one because we're always tagging each other i know yours almost by heart
0: yeah like i said it's been awesome to keep up with the content stuff that you guys have been putting out like i said y'all have y'all really stepped up your gains from when i very first started keeping up with y'all and the season that y'all had turkey hunting has been unreal
1: so yeah what well, i can say our, our dynamic really changed this time last year internally um However, externally, we didn't necessarily talk about it a whole lot. (laughs) Yeah, internally, the dynamics of our company changed a lot about this time last year. Um, But again, we didn't really externally, we haven't really externally communicated at all, just out of trying to keep everybody happy and and just go on about our way. Um, But at the first of this year, we all, the three of us, Justin, Austin, and I made a very conscious decision saying we have worked our butts off. We have spent a lot of money i'm not gonna we have spent a lot of money and a lot of time on what we've done and we're going to start putting this stuff out uh, there's no more sitting on our hands waiting for this to get done yeah. and so i really appreciate you saying that and i that's one thing that again that's why i wanted to reach out to you in the beginning about getting on the podcast is i love that you guys are very consistent with with what you post I love that you guys have your own kind of preset slash filter. You have a look. I think that is so important. We, we have something very similar in terms of we have our own kind of look, our own little preset so that when we post something, hopefully at least makes people think, Oh, that, that looks kind of like an eighth and tine image. I know that yep. when you post yours, people are like, man, that looks like Southern roots created. That looks like something that they would post or something that they would do. Um, so love that you guys have done that. Love you. You love you guys filter. I think it's great. Uh, or preset, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, uh, Again, love all the work that you guys are doing. We've got to get together on a collaboration. I Man, we we need to do something. Turkey season is almost over. I don't want to say it's over, but we're getting to the nitty gritty. Plus, with COVID nineteen, you know, we we talked about it earlier about us getting together for a podcast, and even that was right at the beginning of all this kind of getting crazy. And we were kind of like, hey, let's just press pause. So here we are. You know, three, two, three months later, getting it done over the phone. But let's. What I was actually thinking is, what we can all do together during this is we could at least get together, and wet a line on a fish bank and talk and and fish together or something like that. And we can all stand six feet together and rip lips. We we can do something like that. Um, well, sure, man. So we can do that, or we can sit. Somebody can have a bonfire, and we can all bring some bring some cold beverages and sit around and talk. So we need to get together and just hang out and fellowship together and, and do those types of things. Uh, yeah, man. Does that I sound- agree. that sound? Did that sound good. Yeah. So the other thing I saw you posting, and I am not going to leave until we talk about this. is Today, you 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 mentioned, uh, you know, talking about October and November, and the fall is just around the corner. <laughs> you can see Austin picked his deer up today. Um, will we, you know, plan to release things that we did this past season? I know. Did, tell me about you guys last deer season, um, and and then what you are preparing to do this coming deer season
0: oh man our deer seasons have man they've been a story in their own it's <laughs> it's yeah it's been rough our deer hunting has been rough uh last year me and my wife's dad were after a deer that was the biggest deer i've ever had on trail camera mm. come to find out it fell we had one picture of him when we were hunting in october and we were walking in right around five thirty, and five o'clock that morning early october we've never seen this deer first time we started hunting this farm in dixon and we checked the trail camera one we're sitting in the deer stand and at five o'clock we have probably a hundred and eighty inch deer that was in front of our stand as we were walking in that morning so <laughs> My wife is expecting to have a baby around November and stuff, so we're progressing forward, trying to get this deer shot. Well, we have an encounter with a deer that I just posted today mm. that we named the Joker. And the big deer that we were after, we nicknamed Batman because we only had the one picture of him, and he only came out at nighttime.
1: So the Dark Knight. The Batman. I like those names.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the reason why we called the deer the joker that we had, he's probably about 140, maybe 150-inch deer, and he basically teased us at 40 yards, and we can never get a shot.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: But season progressed, and the rut started to roll around. Well, my father-in-law had shot a deer that we had early season, but it wasn't none of the ones that we were after. He shot this deer. It was a great deer. It had a mm. drop tine. Oh,
1: everything. yeah, I remember that one. Yep, yep, yep.
0: Yeah. And we checked the trail camera, and none of our big bucks were to be found anymore. So we kind of just lost hope mm. for wherever they went. And, anyways, wound up, we had our son, Barrett. We had him November the 15th. Woo-hoo. And a week after we had him, I went back in and checked trail cameras. Well, I had gotten word that one of the neighbors had shot a really big deer. Oh, no. And this was a. Talk of a monster deer, and come to find out that I knew the neighbor that had shot this deer, so I contacted him, and sure enough, it was the what? Come to find out, the 189 inch deer that we were after.
1: So, Batman. Yeah that that
0: that was Batman. Hmm. 189 inches.
1: 189.
0: So what really stinks is when I went back in and checked the trail camera. When we were in the hospital with our son being born, the evening before my son was born, he come by my deer stand. And the day that he was shot was mm-hmm. the day my son was born, which was November the fifteenth. Well, at five thirty mm-hmm. that morning, he come by my deer stand before he was shot.
1: I'll, I'll be sure. I'll be sure not to ever buy your son Batman toys.
0: <laughs> I agree, but that's that's basically how any of our deer season have been going i mean we've had trouble with people that have baits mm-hmm. set up behind our stands and we were after two years ago we were after a deer that was 150 inch eight pointer and same thing, got word of somebody shooting a big deer that was a neighbor and come to find out it was him. Mm.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, we've had that experience, haven't we, Brent?
1: Yeah, so I think it was three years ago now, our, kind of like our first full-time year as one of our first podcasts. Yeah. We, what are you talking about, Austin?
2: Oh, yeah, um, uh, six hunting the dead deer.
1: Yeah, so so Justin and I, took uh, we, we both took a, a rutcation. And uh, we were after a deer, actually we were in Dixon County, um, after a big deer, and we nicknamed him the boss simply because early season that we had several 130s, 140s, a couple of deer that we were like, hey, if they, if they give us a shot, it's over with. And then this dude shows up on camera and they all disappeared. Like, just this one deer started running this hillside and they were all gone. So we nicknamed him the boss and we hunted the boss six days, full day sits. Um, and that was the so muzzleloader opened that that weekend we took the week after muzzleloader opened we hunted another farm that weekend on and off muzzleloader weekend opened that weekend we didn't have cell cameras then we checked our camera and didn't have any pictures of him but we thought everything we didn't have pictures of him even before muzzleloader we had had, we had not had any pictures of him like that friday or whatever hunted him for like i said six days straight all day sits Finally get out and get in touch with somebody and he had been killed opening day in muzzleloader season. Opening day um on a neighboring farm. And we hunted that deer for seven <laughs> days. <laughs> uh-huh. Straight. <laughs> and the I'm kidding, the deer. And past I mean, and past some good deer thinking, you know, you don't want to mess it up trying to go after a deer like that. So definitely been where you're at, man. It's but for me, that and that about deer hunting is I don't want to say it's one of my favorite parts. I do not mean that, but it's just It's almost like a challenge. Can we outsmart this deer before somebody else does? Especially when you're sharing properties and and you're sharing, you know, obviously property lines and all those types of things. And then, you know, for us, me and Justin do have a whole lot more flexibility than most with our schedules being real estate agents. But that being said, when the phone rings and you've got to go show a house, sell a house, put a house on the market, whatever, Um, you got to take care of business first. So that can be tough too. But I can only imagine. Uh, like Austin ha- having a nine to five and knowing that old, old Sap Daddy <laughs> is underneath <laughs> the stand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was tough, man. And The the other bad thing about it is the guy that shot this 189 ish deer that we called Batman, it was his first time out.
1: <coughs>
0: yeah, that's what really hurt. The mm. man didn't even know this deer existed.
1: <sighs> well, and so I take, I mean, I'm not putting anything against gun hunting at all. I'm all, all for it. But so, like, obviously, we like to bow hunt a lot. And so you put all I, – I, every year you put all this prep into bow hunting. And then rifle season opens, and again, some joker <laughs> comes in and kills Batman. Yep hurts. <laughs> that hurts you've never that, – that didn't even know existed. Yep. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, no, I'm going to go cry after this podcast. <laughs> no, <bit. laughs> no, no, no. No, that's what, keeps us, that's what keeps us coming back again is trying to outsmart those yeah. deer and then outsmart, outsmart each other. And, and, and you know, kind of like the podcast we put out from yesterday, being on the X. And that's what's so neat about deer hunting. Turkey hunting, finding the X to me is a whole lot easier. I'm not saying the turkey hunt's easy, but finding the X for turkeys can be easy. Finding the X for deer is a totally different thing. And, man. You, you got me fired up for deer season today, so I appreciate you putting that out. I'm sure my <laughs> wife – I'm sure, uh, sure my wife
2: deer now. My like, god dang. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm sure – Well, the
0: the upside to all of this is right as turkey season began, we thought the joker, the one that I posted a picture of today, was dead. Okay. He's
1: not. He's Uh-oh. still alive.
0: So, yeah, we've got something to look forward to this year.
1: Nice. There you go. Nice. That is awesome, man. So, there's a high note, Austin. They've got yeah. one to chase, buddy. Yeah. You can you – can, Sleep well tonight. (laughs) I'll be right. Dylan, anything else that you would want to share with anybody that's listening today?
0: I guess my biggest thing, man, is just for anybody that was in the situation that I was growing up, man, if you got something that's passionate in your heart that you want to do, man, just go out and achieve it. Go after it, put boots to the ground, grind it out, find ways to learn, ways to stay creative, and just meet people, man. Start networking, talking with people. And grind it out. Just don't give up.
1: I love it. That's that's, that's that's what it's all about. What about you, Austin? Anything you'd add to what, what Mr. Dillon has shared with us today?
2: I'm mean, just super impressed with his passion about filming and integrating God and everything. It's just super amazing. So great on you, Dillon. Thank you guys. for what you're doing. I mean, the drive is – coming from the military, like somebody with a drive, is just – I'm personally impressive, so – yeah, great
1: job! Oh, one more thing, and then we're going to end this. So, uh, share your rig, share your rig with everybody. What you run when you go when you go hunting, Dylan? In terms of filming,
0: man. To be honest, what I take out in the woods, I usually have just a standard Sony A7R 2 I am running for B roll footage and stuff. I am running a twenty four to seventy f 28 and then once I get in the stand, I always carry two lenses with me, which would be that twenty four to seventy, and then when I get in the stand. I have a 70 to 200 that I run with an extender which turns that into a 140
2: to 400. Nice. 400. Nice. Yep. Dang. That's some tight right there.
0: Nice. Yep. and and then like I said for different angles and stuff, I usually run GoPros and stuff, so yep.
1: awesome, man. Awesome. And I'm sure like you you love uh it's it's so fun to uh take all those different codecs and try to match them up in Adobe. That's always so much yeah. fun. Yeah
0: yep it's definitely a challenge in <laughs> itself that's for sure
1: <laughs> um well man i can't thank you enough for joining us next time we're gonna we're gonna do this again soon and we'll get bailey on okay and we'll all, all right. just have have a good time and uh i really appreciate you being here so make sure you go back dylan one more time so dylan underscore show southern roots or dylan underscore southern southern roots am i get, how did i get that
0: for Instagram, it is Dylan underscore Southern underscore Roots
2: underscore Creative.
0: That Boom. was the only way that I the only way that I could get that on Instagram. Somebody has had that name
2: somewhere in life. Yeah, there you go. Don't <laughs> worry. We'll we'll, we'll uh, share that when we uh, and, post
1: this in the yeah, and then share social media. yeah, and then share just the companies one more time. The Southern Roots. The,
0: the actual company is just Southern Roots Creative. Perfect. We literally just got our website up and running in the past month
1: awesome man well, we'll be sure to share all that we'll put some links out and then you guys will get all this put together and you guys can share it as well but really appreciate you being here can't thank you enough thank you for joining us on the 8th and Time Podcast for all of our listeners be sure to go check out all of Dylan's stuff um, he is a uh, he is a God-fearing man he's here local here in Tennessee and we were just so blessed to have him on the podcast this was a great experience if you like it rate it if you love it leave a review be sure to share and subscribe and again thank you for meeting us on the Crossroads at the 8th and Time Podcast This deuces we <laughs>